Welcome to Living Water Radio. A witness is someone who tells about something they have seen. Today, we will talk about what Christians have seen and the witness Christians have to offer the world at this stage of the pandemic. We will talk about how to share our faith for life transformation. My name is Pastor David Burkadal. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a United Church of Christ slash Christian Church Disciples of Christ ordained minister focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I serve Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California and in San Dimas, California for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the 114 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. Check out our first Living Water radio podcast, number zero, Welcome and Introduction, for more information about us and this podcast. We've come through crazy week number 57 or so in this pandemic. This week, we've received the announcement that L.A. County is going to resume full parking enforcement starting this coming Thursday, April 1st. No fooling. The city of L.A. resumed parking enforcement last October, but now, wherever you are in county-patrolled areas, the slack you were cut for the pandemic is over. I guess that's a good sign. On the other hand, 15 states are seeing spikes of coronavirus cases, and between injudicious spring break and Passover and Easter celebrations and the variants, we could be in for more if we aren't careful and don't get our vaccine when it's available. Health officials are now concerned that a fourth surge may be on the horizon. We've seen what happens when people ignore the simple things they can do to lower the curve of new cases, hospitalizations, and deaths. We are witnesses. One of Sally and my favorite movies is one called Witness with Harrison Ford and a host of well-known actors. A widowed Amish mother and her young son are on a trip to Philadelphia when the boy witnesses a murder. The murderers find out that he was a witness and set out for Amish country to kill him before he can testify in court. The Harrison Ford character is a Philadelphia Police Department detective on the case who drives the boy and his mother back to their Amish country community and stays with them to protect them. Most of the movie takes place in, Amish com- in the Amish community. There's a wonderful scene in which the whole community comes together to raise a barn in a single day for a young Amish couple. The community speaks about and actually lives in a way that is a witness to their faith that has produced their kind of countercultural life, their isolation from the world, and their commitment to a pre-modern way of life. That's the other meaning of the term witness. A witness is someone who tells about something they have seen. We've all had the experience of being a witness to something and hearing how others who have seen the same thing sometimes have very different ways of describing the event. Just look at all the different churches and the differences in beliefs that people have even within those churches. We all believe we are guided by the Holy Spirit. How is that possible? Well, it's a big body of Christ, and the body has many members. It takes all kinds of churches to reach all kinds of people. But there is only one church, one body, and that's the total of all baptized believers in Jesus Christ throughout the world and beyond time. Its composition is known only to God. The names on the doors of our churches don't matter. Faith matters. What we believe matters. The relationship we have been given with the one true living God matters. Those things are the things to which we bear witness. 
And yet Christians, at least in the West, seem very reluctant to be witnesses. We've made a deal with the non-Christian world. We do the things that the world thinks we should do and keep quiet about why. We get approval and peace in exchange for our tolerance of all other forms of belief and of no belief at all. We accept the requirement that our beliefs are personal and should be kept as such. We keep quiet because we want everyone to feel good about themselves, including ourselves. And sometimes, I suppose, we just get discouraged and decide that this is an adulterous and sinful generation, Mark 8.38, and that we should not be casting our pearls before swine, Matthew 7.6. And sometimes that's appropriate. Yet, the offense of the cross that we mark in this holy week in the church calendar is the good news that Jesus died for sinners. He has not given up on us or on anyone else. Jesus said to his disciples in Acts 1.8, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Jesus gives his disciples what Christians have called the Great Commission, in the closing verses of the Gospel of Matthew, the 28th chapter, starting at the 18th verse. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Witnessing is something different than arguing theology, engaging in apologetics, which is defense, or polemics, which is offense. Those all have important places in Christian evangelism, but a witness is someone who tells about something they have seen. What have we seen with regard to our Christian faith of the life transformation that it brings, and how do we communicate it in a cohesive way from the many-membered body of Christ, the Church? How do we witness to our faith? How do we point to a way of life that offers a better alternative to the world we live in today? I used to close each service at the church I served in San Dimas with one practical idea for sharing our faith. I think I collected over a hundred and would share a graphic on one of them in rotation. They were things like, use snail mail. If you have a Christian bumper sticker on your car, be an especially courteous driver. Invite people to church when they are most likely to come, and so on. Today, I just want to share a few general principles on the general concept of witnessing. First, be a credible witness. Seek to live in such a way that does not discredit what you say. We are all hypocrites. That's why we depend on God's grace. But the world will look for any reason to discredit your witness, and that's number one. Be transparent, therefore. Share your struggles and your peace and your empowerment to live the life you seek to live in gratitude to God, not to get something from God. Second, who knows you best? Your friends and relatives. You will be most credible to them. In fact, study after study finds that between 80 and 85% of all people who come to a living faith in God do so through the influence of a friend or a relative. How did you come to faith? Third, 
You've probably heard of the concept of the elevator speech, something you have ready to say when the opportunity presents itself, and you know that you only have a 30-second window or so. Think about what you would say to someone who expresses an interest in hearing about your relationship with God. Don't rehearse a speech, but have some talking points in mind that can be adapted to the occasion. Something like, the world is messed up. It's not what it's supposed to be. But I believe that God has entered into our world out of love and will one day put it right. In the meantime, God offers the gift of faith to give us abundant life here and now. Would you like to hear about that? Or one of my favorites comes at the end of a 2007 article by John Updike called Famous Amy in the New Yorker magazine about early 20th century evangelist Amy Semple McPherson. Sister Amy, as she was known, was a pioneering and popular figure in the United States. Her life was filled with success and scandals. She founded Angelus Temple in L.A. and the International Foursquare Church denomination. She at one time fled the country. Charges against her had been dropped in L.A. and she traveled to New York. She went to Texas Ginnon's popular speakeasy. Fun fact, Whoopi Goldberg plays a character named Ginnon who ran the bar on the Starship Enterprise in Star Trek Next Generation. Sister Amy entered and in a yellow suit and furs. A reporter called for her to speak. The proprietress agreed, and Sister Amy calmly walked to the center of the dance floor, smiled, paused, and said, Behind all these beautiful clothes, behind these good times, in the midst of your lovely buildings and shops and pleasures, there is another life. There is something on the other side. What shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? With all your getting and playing and good times, do not forget you have a Lord. Take him into your hearts. Texas Ginnon walked over to Sister Amy to the applause of the crowd, put her arm around her, and stood to the ongoing ovation of the club goers. Fourth, as an exercise, ask yourself questions to prepare your witness to others, such as, how has answering God's call to do God's will in your life been meaningful to you? How has your suffering given you something to say to people who are also suffering? When has the Holy Spirit revealed to you just the right thing at just the right time? How has the Holy Spirit revealed something about the Creator in the creation? How have your struggles and doubts been overcome, if not explained? How have you experienced God in your suffering? Who has been a witness to you in your life? How has God led you to stay on track and close to God in the good times? How have you experienced joy in the midst of life's sadness? Why do you think that a positive outcome to events or circumstances that others would explain as coincidence or unexplainable has been experienced by you as the work of God? How do you experience God in your weakness? Why did you become a Christian, and what has inspired you to remain a Christian? Fifth, think about your witness as specific to what you do in this time of global pandemic. First, pray for the leadership, inspiration, and empowerment of the Holy Spirit to know and do God's will. Second, 
Use the name Jesus in a sentence in a conversation with someone to whom you witness once this week. 3. Care for those who care for you. Do so in the name of the cross. 4. Be a generous tipper. Are you concerned about income equality or the minimum wage? Do what you can and help the person who is right in front of you. Let them know that you are a Christian. 5. In addition to hand sanitizing, social distancing, getting a vaccine, wearing a mask or two, if someone asks why or tells you that they won't, those things won't protect you, tell them that you are doing it not for yourself, but for them, and let them know that service toward others is an outcome of your faith. 6. Point out to others the work of Christian groups you see in the media at work feeding and caring for others without being identified as such. And 7. Share how you have seen God at work in your losses and gains during the pandemic, as well as in the lives of other Christians. John writes in his first letter, the first chapter, starting at the first verse, We declare to you what was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. This life was revealed and we have seen it and testify to it and declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. We declare to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. How have you seen God at work in your life or in the lives of others? How can your experience help you in sharing your faith? A witness is someone who tells about something they have seen. Be a witness. Today, let's remember to pray for those who seek to derail the efforts of people of goodwill, that their hearts may turn from destruction and toward the building up of all people. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at the Revs David and Sally at gmail.com or send us a tweet to at David Burkadall and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to the same addresses and we'll include them next time. Send your comments there as well. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune in to the worship services they have available and support your church financially so that it will be there when we come back to fully physically present worship together. Support your pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Google a local or national hotline. Reach out. You are not alone. Wear a mask when you're outside your home, practice social distancing, wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Stay at home unless you are providing essential services or need them. Avoid crowds and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. 
Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated.